of the A-List Podcast. I am your host, Ashrod Blakely, with the co-host, with the most, Kwani A. Lunas. What's up, girl? What's up? Happy Black History Month. <laughs> hey there. Happy Black History Month. And also, I got to give some shout outs to some folks. Uh, my daughter's birthday is today. She's 21, which scares the crap out of me. Yeah, uh, one of my best friends from college is also it's her birthday as well. My sister's birthday is also today. Good friend to you and me, Prince L. Hare. It's also mm-hmm. his birthday. And let's not okay. forget about the Groundhog. It's his day as well. Groundhog's Day. Lots of folks we got to give shouts outs to. Way too many shout outs. Let's move on. Way too many. Way too <laughs> many. I feel like we had a party. Can I give a shout out to my man? I, right. Exactly. I want to thank my mom. No, we're not doing that today. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But while we're giving shout outs, we also got to give a shout out to betonline.ag. Uh, just keep us keeping on. Uh, love them to death. And also definitely check out the podcast on Spotify and all your podcasting apps. And while certainly um, there's a lot of positivity going on right now, feeling good about a lot of things, um, today's a bit of a somber day as well uh, with uh, Zeku Smith from uh, NBA TV and Turner Sports. Uh, today, actually, uh, he's going to be buried down in, in Georgia. He, if folks remember, he was on our podcast a few weeks ago, shortly before he uh, passed away uh, due to COVID-19 complications. And uh, for, for me, I, for, for many reasons, uh, it's it's been a tough couple of weeks. Uh, I found out that he had passed away shortly before we went on the air last week. And uh, the reason I didn't say anything about it then was simply because I knew that we couldn't get through the show if I did. Uh, that was a very tough time. I'm still coming to grips with that. Uh, I've had lots of conversations with folks who in some way, shape or form were, were touched and uh, full disclosure, a friend of the A-List podcast, Mark Spears, him and I had a, a, a long conversation earlier today, and, and it was, you know, it was tough for, for both of us because we were both very close to Zeku. Um, but knowing Zeku the way I do, he would look at all this attention and just be like, well, y'all need to stop. Uh, y'all yeah. need to get back to talking about sports. Y'all need to yeah. just, let's just keep it going. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. And that, that's just how he was. And, and so in, in that spirit, Kwani, I, I'm going to do what he'd want us to do. And Keep it moving. Uh, yeah. and, and talk about your green team, uh, the Boston Celtics. Oh, they're mine now. <laughs> they're <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how they became my team, but okay. They're fifth in the East, not really playing well. They're your team now, Kwani. They're your team. Uh, the injury bug with Marcus Smart, he's going to be on you know, on the men for a couple of weeks. How do you think that's going to impact them? Defensively, that I mean, he is the defense of the Boston Celtics, so I am not – I don't know. I don't know how they're going to look on that defensive end. Obviously, Jalen and Jason will have to step up even more. But Marcus Smart is a bigger loss than I think a lot of people would like to admit. Yeah. And I mean, he brings so much to the table for this team that uh, I I just don't think he's ever fully appreciated for all the gifts that he brings to the floor. You know, and and, uh, yes, Marcus is going to make you cringe with some of them shots he takes. I absolutely. absolutely But we tend to forget about all the little things that he does on a night and night basis, the hustle plays, the, you know, contesting shots, the type of things that I think far too often are are overlooked when you're talking about a player of of his stature. And particularly when you're talking about a Celtics team that's figuring out ways to win games. And he's a big part. So Mm -hmm. Uh, it's important to think about. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they talk about how he's the heart and soul of the team. And it may just seem like a cliche nod to what he does off the court but I think even on the court the emotion that 
he exudes, the way he brings the team together in his own type of leadership way. It's not the same as Kemba's leadership or maybe even Tatum's or Brown's, but it's def definitely something that will be missed. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and another guy who uh, may not be missed in the same way, but his play of late, we would rather miss than, than see. And that's Kimba Walker. Just hasn't yeah. been very good since he's come back. Uh, they need him badly as they head out west. Then was not very good in that Lakers game. Uh, just shot the ball poorly. Uh, defense was solid, but but he they need him to make shots. They do. And, I mean, we look at the times that he comes back from injury. It always seems as though there is an adjustment period for him. And I was talking to a few of my friends that watched the NBA extensively, and someone was saying how they think that he's just he was just a small fish in that big pond we know as Charlotte. But I think it definitely has to be the injury that we're not seeing him play the way we did last year. He was obviously uh, an all-star. So this year, as we look towards that NBA all-star push, it seemed like it may be a little less likely that he gets into the game because of the injury that's plagued him and the way that he's been, been performing. Yeah, yeah. And, and as we talk about the Celtics, they're obviously out west now. Uh, mm -hmm. Lots of good games on the schedule. I yeah. My game is the one against the Clippers. Uh, that's the one I'm yeah. really looking forward to seeing because we talk about Jalen Brown and Tatum as being this really dynamic duo, and there is no better two-way dynamic duo than Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I'm really curious to see how will they fare against arguably the best one-two punch in terms of playing both ends of the floor in the NBA. Clippers-Celtics is definitely one of my favorite matchups. I always go back to that double overtime game the night before All-Star Weekend where we're looking at this game and we're like, why won't it end? And we end up, you know, they end up finishing the game and we all go to, um, was it Chicago last year? But that was an intriguing matchup. I love watching those two teams compete. I know Celtics-Lakers is like the godsend, but I think Clippers-Boston, that's actually just as compelling. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people are going to get excited about seeing Celtics and Golden State, but that Clippers game is one to watch. And the game that I know everyone is looking forward to watching is Super Bowl 55 in Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a guest, Ryan Hannibal from WEI, is going to be on to talk a little bit about that game and obviously uh, some quarterback for the Buccaneers uh, who uh, he's won a few games in, in his day, I guess. What uh, are you talking about? <laughs> some guy, some Hall of Famer, some, you know, they, his name is Tom Brady, but some people like to call him the uh, GOAT, that uh, yes. guy. Uh, that being said, Ryan Hannibal from WEI, uh, let's get Ryan in here and let's let's talk talk some NFL. Ryan uh, from WEI, hey Ryan Hannibal, thanks a lot for joining us. I appreciate you being on the A List podcast. How you doing today, my friend? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. Good, good, good. Uh, well, first off, uh, the story that that we're all talking about this little thing called the Super Bowl. He's uh, kind of a big deal. Uh, when you look at the participants, obviously, you know, the, the matchup that everyone is going to lock in on is Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Just what, what's your take on that matchup and how you think that's going to play out in, in Super Bowl 55? It's what football fans want. You got the oldest quarterback in the league, Tom Brady, and the up-and-coming star, Patrick Mahomes. So I don't think you could have asked for a better matchup for a Super Bowl fan, a football fan. It should be a, a great game. These teams, these players have played here, I think, four four times over the years. They both won two games apiece. I think Mahomes' teams have 121 points. Brady's teams have 120 points. So it's neck and neck, and this is sort of the deciding factor in a way. And it's what better stage to do that on the Super Bowl stage. And for New Englanders, they've known Tom Brady. They've seen him at work for their team. And now, obviously, this Super Bowl is 
definitely, I think, going to be bittersweet, depending on what side of the fence fans are on. But from your perspective, how do you think Patriots fans will be approaching the Super Bowl? I think they're all in on Tom Brady and the Bucks. just the, the buzz around the town this week and even this whole playoff run. They've been all in on Tom Brady, and they've sort of adopted the Bucks as sort of their, their team with the Patriots being out of the playoffs. So it's basically like another Super Bowl run here in New England, but yet they're wearing Tom Brady Tampa Bay jerseys than Tom Brady New England jerseys. Are, are you surprised at all about that? Because, I mean, Tom, I mean, let's be honest, not, he's – He's an institution around here. And to see him not only walk away, but to have another Tom Brady-like season where, you know, we're, we're getting to the, the last game of the season. And once again, Tom Brady is there with a different cast. And it, it just seems that folks have accepted that a lot more uh, with ease than I, than I thought they would. I mean, are, have you been surprised at all at how accepting fans have been of Tom Brady finding success with another team? I've been surprised at that, but also the hate towards Bill Belichick. Like, it seems like way more people have sided with Tom Brady than Bill Belichick. And I think people are sort of just forgetting about Bill Belichick's last 20 years. And I think he was part of those Super Bowls, too. And people are sort of acting like he's Rex Ryan or or Marvin Lewis, the guy that's done nothing in the NFL. Um, So I'm not surprised that Brady has gotten fans to have this support. But I guess as many fans, that's the part that surprised me. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And your point about Belichick, I think that kind of stems from fans thinking that it had to be either Brady or Belichick mm-hmm. when I think people can't just accept that they both were great in their own respects. And maybe right now the Patriots just aren't the way that people expected them to look. But pivoting back to Brady, we talked about him and the relationship that he, he even has with um, Patrick Mahomes in the 2018 visit to the locker room. How do you mm-hmm. think that could probably, ha- not even in the Super Bowl, but how do you think that visit may have had an impact on Mahomes' career overall? Yeah, I think Mahomes has actually been asked about that a couple times this week so far, just that relationship. And I think that he's viewed him as sort of a role model and a guy that he looks up to. And the way that, because he's probably going to be the next Tom Brady in the NFL, and so he's looked to how he's handled the the immediate attention, the you know, just attention in his everyday life. And so I do think they have, you know, they're not best friends, but I think they have a relationship more than most NFL quarterbacks do. And I think he's a guy that he's looked up to and sort of admires and likes playing in these games against him. So I think that it's good for everybody involved and just sort of the passing of the torch in a way that this could be, you know, the passing of Brady's NFL to Mahomes' NFL. And I think this is a really good game for for a lot of different ways. I've been pleasantly surprised about that dynamic and just how it's kind of played out really over the last couple of years. Because when you think back to guys like in in other sports, like, you know, Michael Jordan in the NBA, Kobe Bryant, uh, other previous elite quarterbacks, there seemed to almost be this begrudging reality that I'm just not going to be the man anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they haven't embraced the fact that there's this next generation coming along who's going to take the mantle, if you will, from where I'm at and hopefully elevate and, and level up the game that, that I, I love. And I, I think it says a lot about Tom Brady's understanding of just his place in the pantheon of NFL lore, that regardless of whether I beat him or not, I'm still the goat. And my legacy is already cemented, but why don't I just kind of help create the, some of the building blocks for the next legacy after me? Uh, and and I, I've been really, pleased at how Tom has embraced the fact that, yeah, I'm, 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 
an old ass quarterback, but I'm still nice. I'm still nice. And I okay with you being nice. Cause and 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 you know, Ryan, tell me, tell me how your thoughts on this, but Brady's willingness to just kind of almost uh, you know, from time to time just be that, you know, um, kind of the standard that that Mahomes measures himself against and not fight that. How much do you think that will affect, if at all, the way Tom Brady approaches this game, if at all? The fact that this is a guy that is that going to make him even more one to go out and, and, and just beat Mahomes, or is he might have a soft spot for him? Which there aren't a lot of soft spots when it comes, <laughs> to right. him, as you know. It, you're right. It's it's a different. He's not facing like Peyton Manning or one of his rivals right. from over the years. So sure. I think there is something a little bit different there. But obviously he wants to win. He wants to get that seventh Super Bowl. But sort of like you said, there's not much pressure on him because he's already won six. He's already the greatest quarterback of all time. So it's almost like he can't really lose in this game. And he's right. going up against one of the other, you know, a great quarterback in the NFL, probably the next greatest quarterback of all time. So it's kind of a no-lose situation for Brady. So maybe he plays a little bit looser and can kind of have fun with it in a way and not feel the pressure of, oh, I need to win this game to cement my legacy because his legacy is kind of already cemented. Yeah. When you look at this this Kansas City team, and we, we're going to talk a lot about Mahomes because – He's that damn good. Uh, he deserves it. But Travis Kelsey is, is another guy that, you know, we, we don't – he gets a good bit of attention, but it's different. Uh, you, you almost think that if he were with a different team and he didn't have such a megawatt star like mm-hmm. Mahomes or just a dynamic player like Tyreek Hill, that we would be talking even more about him. And one of the subplots that doesn't get a lot of attention is the tight end duel. Um, Travis – Gronk, how do you think that's going to play out? I think you're absolutely right. And I think Robin Krowski said himself this week that Travis Kelsey is the most important player on that Kansas City offense besides Mahomes. And he's right. And, you know, Kelsey kind of gets a knock here in New England because of that whole Gronk-Kelsey rivalry. But I think if he was on another team and there wasn't the Patriots didn't play the Chiefs in those big games, people would have more of a respect for Kelsey. I think he's Definitely one of the better tight ends in the NFL. He's like a wide receiver. He, he makes plays down the field. He probably doesn't block as much as Gronk does, but he's he's game changer. And, and we'll see what happens in the Super Bowl because, like you said, those are two of the biggest positions on the field. And the tight ends really evolved into almost like a receiver in the NFL. Teams are investing more into tight ends. And I think Kelsey is a perfect example of that as the Chiefs have gotten to where they are because of, of Kelsey. It's it's not just, you know, Tyree Kill and Patrick Mahomes. It's Travis Kelsey and the way that he can, can you know, change the game. And so he, he's a player to watch and Gronk too. He's obviously has to put up the numbers like he has with New England, but he's still a force in the red zone. So I think, you know, anytime Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski are playing in, in a big game, you have to keep your eye on Gronk. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you talk about, yeah, we talked about those matchups, uh, the tight end versus tight end, the quarterback versus the quarterback. Overall, which, if you were to, like, line up the roster, so to speak, which matchup are you still going to be in favor of? In terms of, like, who versus who? Yeah, overall. I mean, I, I look at the quarterback. Like, like that, that's that's the best matchup on the field. You have the, the 
greatest quarterback of all time against the potential guy that could replace him. So I'm looking there. But, I mean, wide receiver, don't sleep on the Tampa Bay's wideouts. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, are, and I guess Antonio Brown, if he plays, those are two of the of bigger names in the NFL to go against Tyreek Hill, Nico Harbin, Sammy Watkins, if he plays. So there's a lot of matchups within the game to sort of pay attention to. And I think for fans, it'll be exciting that there should be a lot of points in this game. So I'm looking forward yeah. to a lot in this game. You are not alone. Uh, lots of folks are looking forward to this game, especially uh, those who want to put a little dinero on that game, which is why uh, the place to be is betonline.ag. Uh, we're finally at the big game that we've all been waiting for, the Super Bowl. We've got Patrick Mahomes. We've got Tom Brady, the biggest megawatt stars in the NFL, preparing to do battle in Super Bowl 55. And we've been playing, you know, again, Two teams standing are really the best teams that we've been paying attention to all season long. And if you are looking to get in on the action, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code CLNS50 for your 50% welcome bonus. That's promo code CLNS50. And for those of you who want to dabble in a little bit more than just the NFL, you got lots of college basketball action. Gonzaga, Baylor, Villanova, Michigan are still the top four teams in the country. The team that I think is a sleeper in college basketball that to keep an eye on, the Ohio State Buckeyes. EJ Lydell is a beast. Just imagine Grant Williams with a little bit better of a jump shot and a little bit more athleticism. He is a big part of why that team is in the top 10. Uh, they're they're going to be probably a number one or number two seed once we get to the tournament. And he is going to be a big, big part of that success. And for those of you who are looking to cash in literally on that, betonline.ag, CLNS50 is the promo code. Online sports experts, betonline.ag. Now, Love it. go ahead, Kwani. <laughs> No, I can always tell when you're about to hit that transition for the read. I'm like, here he goes. You can bet on. <laughs> you know I love me some betonline.ag. Uh, they, they They have bought me quite a few lunches over the last couple of weeks, not even going to lie, um, which, you know, again, that's that's always good when, when you, you know, when you can go to, to, you know, your favorite eating establishment and you whip out the card and you realize, oh, wait a minute, I'm not it. paying for this today. Thank you, Jalen Brown. Thank you, right. LeBron James. Thank you, Patrick Mahomes. You guys have been my friends of late, so appreciate it. I feel that. But we talked a lot about the offense and how we both, I think we all think that this might be a high-scoring game. So looking at the defensive end of the ball, how do we think or which team do we think will have the most defensive impact, even if it may not be as significant as their respective offenses? I think it's Tampa Bay's, and I think that's because they've gotten so far this far in the postseason, probably more because of their defensive play than their offensive play. I mean, look at the way that they played against the Saints and against the Packers. They That unit won the game for them. And I know Tom Brady gets all the credit, but Tampa Bay's defense deserves a lot of credit too because they have, they won't get to where they are right now without it. And I, I think that's if, – if Tampa Bay is going to win the game, it's probably going to be because their defense makes a play or two if they force a turnover of Mahomes, if they you know force a fumble, anything like that. They're going to need one of those types of plays. Whereas Kansas City's defense, I, I think that Tampa Bay's offense isn't as good as Kansas City's, so they don't need to get that defensive stop. So I guess if we're, if we're looking at that, Tampa Bay's defense is definitely the, the one to watch. Yeah, I mean, there's no question that 
Tampa Bay would not be here if it wasn't for their defense playing above and beyond the level of expectation. You go back to that Green Bay game where Aaron Rodgers looked more like Mr. Rodgers for way too many possessions. And it had a lot to do with that Tampa Bay defense just really finding ways to put pressure on him, uh, making sure receivers had no airspace whatsoever, and just really being the ultimate difference maker. I mean, people forget Tom Brady threw, what, two or three picks, I think, in that game? Three picks. Uh, three straight yeah. drives and picks. Yeah. And so it wasn't as if t- this was like vintage Tom Brady with the, you know, with just great drives and high percentage uh, completions and very few mistakes. No, he made a ton of mistakes. But to but to Tampa Bay's credit, that defense was able to make all the necessary plays they needed to to position him to win. And of course, they benefited from some opposing coaching blunders. Uh, and I, I guess that's really kind of putting it nicely. Uh, some of the decisions that that Green Bay made, you know, particularly down the stretch, as as Ryan and as you probably know, didn't make a whole lot of sense in the moment, and in retrospect, still don't make a lot of sense when I think about it now that it's kind of had some time to marinate. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there was a lot of questionable plays in that game, and I think that's sort of the like Tom Brady gets all the attention for getting at the Super Bowl, but I think some of those plays weren't getting talked about as much. Some decisions didn't get talked about as much. Even Tampa Bay's their own teammates. I think that even I guess Brady did it nice himself on the stage. Like let some of these other guys get the attention. Let some of these these other guys talk because sure, you know Brady got to his tenth Super Bowl, but he threw three picks in the game, and that certainly wasn't his finest performance. Right. Right. Now, one of the things that, that we like to do is we like to play games. Uh, <laughs> and one game that we're going when actually we, we've we've kind of we've called it audible today and so many yeah. levels. You have no idea. Uh, and one yeah. of the audibles. Right. But we, we've got a game that we like to call. This is the this is our football version of it called deep ball. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question and you're going to fill in a blank. And it's a deep ball. And you'll you'll understand why we call it deep ball when you hear the question. You ready? You should call it Hail Mary, to be honest, but I digress. Continue. This is not a Hail Mary. I mean, because you're picking. Okay, look, go and ask the question. Damn it, Kwani. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. I just ruined it. Totally <laughs> ruined it. All right, here we go. Okay, Ryan, you have no timeouts. You're down five points, and you need a touchdown to win the Super Bowl. My quarterback is Tom Brady, just because he's done it every single time. Okay, I'm going to go with Mahomes, and here's why. At some point, a broken clock is right twice a day. At some point, Tom Brady is not going to deliver, even though there is literally little to no proof that that day is ever going to come. But listen, the one thing I've learned about like betting and gambling is the long shot is your quickest way to a payday. And betting against Tom Brady is a huge payday. And -hmm. if you don't win, it's like, well, it's Tom freaking Brady. Brady. (laughs) So I'm going to, I would take Mahomes, one, because of those factors, but also just because I just think that as we were talking about earlier about that passing of the torch, passing of the baton, if you will, I think this is that type of game. I think this is a game that is going to come down to late game execution. And I would love to be in a, see a situation where Patrick Mahomes has to drive the length of the field down a touchdown or down five points and needing the touchdown in order to win. Uh, Can he get it done? Uh, And the one thing that I know he knows as well as anyone is if you do that, you better make damn sure you have little to no time left on the clock and give that ball back to Tom. Because as we've seen, 
through years and years of just amazing plays down the stretch. Tom doesn't need a ton of time to get it get it done. Nope, not at all. He like we said too, though th- those weapons that that Patrick Mahomes has, I take those over Tom Brady's weapons. So I guess I, I can side with you on that. Yeah, and and the weapons that Tom's have, I mean, or excuse me, that that the Patriots have this year, mm, not not the best weapons in the world. And really, when you look at just Brady's just arc of receivers. It's amazing that he's been as successful as he's had. And really, there's only maybe a handful that you can say were top shelf, elite. This guy can get me a a Super Bowl ring because he's a great receiver type. Uh, They just didn't have a lot of guys that kind of fell into that category. But, you know, again, that's why Tom's the greatest. I mean, he's found ways to find success with pretty much whatever he's had to work with. And to, to your point, Ryan, the toys that he had to play with this year in Tampa Bay, very nice. Pretty good. Very right, nice. which that's why with that argument, I would take Tom Brady. I know if we're putting the betting aspect, you definitely want to cash out. But I think he is on this. I mean, it's cliche, but he's on this sort of revenge tour where people saw him as only a Patriots quarterback. He had the argument of being a Belichick type system quarterback, and now mm-hmm. he has so many things to prove. Even though it sounds so corny, because I don't know if you guys saw that SNL split um, skit where it's like all these people that hate you are against you. But it's, the reality is we know that he's great. I think for him, if he really wanted to close out this chapter of his book, which I know he doesn't foresee doing anytime soon, this would be the game to win. This would be the one to kind of prove. I came into another city, and in one year, I was able to kind of turn that franchise around as well. And, you know, in light of the fact that Belichick and Kraft weren't giving him the weapons that he needed as well. So I get all of your arguments, but I'm still I'm going to roll with Brady with this one for sure. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if Tom won and walked away. Right I, still, right. I still think he's got a lot of football. I still think he has at least two or three really good years left in him. But I wouldn't be surprised if he walked away at this point. Because to me, Brady winning another Super Bowl at this stage of his career with a different team, a, a team wow. that, that has, I mean, as good of the weapons they have, Tampa Bay was not will not go into that game as an overall overwhelming favorite. I mean, we're, we're not looking at Patriots Giants from a few years ago when they went into that Super Bowl undefeated. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Chiefs are good, and they've been really good all season, but they haven't been as dominant as that Patriots team was or and as big an overwhelming favorite. So I think, Tom, if he wins this Super Bowl, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he just says, okay, I've done it all. I've won all these Super Bowls. I'm going to get MVP because even – because we all know – if Tom goes out there and throws three picks and they win and he throws two or three touchdowns, it doesn't matter what the defense does. He's going to get MVP. They're going to give it to him. Uh, you will need, you know, a receiver to go for like 250 yards receiving for him to even get a thought about and being start playing quarterback somehow at the end right. of the game. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and Tom would still get MVP, even if he had like 70 yards passing, because that's just how that stuff works. But uh, I, I just, I just think that Tom is, he, he, if you weren't sure if he was the greatest quarterback before this season, where he's at now should just silence you forever. There's to me, there there is no discussion. Uh, I don't want to hear about this until Patrick Mahomes wins two or three more Super Bowls, and then you can have a conversation about him and Tom, mm-hmm. him him closing the gap on Tom. But he's not going to be there That's for many years. Yeah, if that were to ever happen, it would not happen anytime soon. 
Right. He proved me wrong every time this year. I mean, I was against him against Washington and Green Bay, and all he does is is win. And so there's really there's really nothing else to say. All he does is win. It, it may not look the prettiest, but he's, for whatever Damn. reason, he gets it done, and it's hard to knock that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And we're winning today with you, Ryan. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, Ryan from WEI, listen, thank you so much uh, for your time and your insight. Uh, now, I'm, I'm assuming that you uh, – We'll be watching the Super Bowl. And so I got to I got to take what I call cookies on the bottom shelf question and ask you who you got. Uh, I thought we were going to do that. <laughs> okay. That was I a funny like, eye roll. I was waiting I for that. another eye roll. <laughs> I like the Chiefs in a, in a close game. I think it's going to come down to the end. It could come down to who gets the ball last, but I just think the Chiefs have more playmakers. And it, like I said earlier, it's hard to get better against Tom Brady, but I'm doing it. Yep. I'm, I'm going to. Go ahead, Kwani. No, no, no. You're good. Go. <laughs> I was just going to say, you know what? My heart wants to go with Tom because I, I think it would be awesome for him to win another one. But my head is watching this Kansas City team play, and I've watched Tampa Bay play. I can't go with Tom on this one. I think this this is when that, that, that broken clock is going to be right. Uh, it is going to be right all day. I think Tampa Bay is going to – I think Kansas City is going to win. I don't think it's going to be nearly as close as we wanted to be. Uh, I think they'll win by at least 10. And I'm okay with that. Because uh, even if, because to me, Tom Brady, as, as Ryan pointed out, he's already won. He's already, in my mind, only added another layer to the many, many layers of evidence that he's the greatest to play this game. So. And, yeah, it's, and I just think it's Mahomes' time to just really take that mantle. And I think this this will be the beginning of that clear and undeniable shift towards this being Patrick Mahomes' league and not Tom Brady's. Yeah, I was going to take Brady for the reasons I mentioned earlier about him thinking he has a chip on his shoulder. But what I was going to ask was where can people find Ryan's work if they do want to follow him on Super Bowl Sunday or before that, obviously, and his football coverage overall? WEI.com, plenty of blogs, uh, columns, all that stuff. And on Twitter, at Ryan Hannibal. Appreciate you guys having me on. Of course. Yes, thanks a lot, Ryan. Appreciate it. Ryan Hannibal from WEEI. Thanks so much for your time, my friend. Not a problem. Well, Ryan Hannibal, pretty damn good. I like, yeah. I like that kid. I like that kid. That was uh, some good stuff. I uh, got into a little Tom Brady conversation. Uh, his, his deep ball uh, question was, you know, his answer was kind of what you'd expect. Um, either way, no matter how you look at this Super Bowl, it's going to be a good game. It is. I'm actually. This is one of the few I'm ex I've been excited for in a, a long time. <laughs> yeah, it, it just feels like this this Super Bowl has so. I mean, every Super Bowl has a million and one angles that you can attack and and, and really focus on. But I, I love the fact that there's a, a heightened level of, of competitiveness with this one. Two, really, I, I think two of the better teams, if not the two best teams. Mm -hmm. And you've got that whole passing of the guard angle, you know, where Tom Brady, can he get another one at the age of 175? And can, you know, this, this wet behind the ears kid from Casey win a second Super Bowl yeah. in a row, similar to what Brady has done. So yeah. I, I think this is going to be an awesome Super Bowl. But like I said, um, the clock is, is a clock is broke. A clock is right twice a day, even mm -hmm. when it's broke. And I think that Tom Brady's streak of just beating the odds is at some point going to come to an end. I got to go with Mahomes in this one. Um, the weapons around him, his play, 
I just think he's it's it's his time to get that second second chip. Um, so that's me. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Either way, I have no horse in this race. I'm just looking forward to a good football game. <laughs> I'm just here to look at a look that you that that sounds like a little Marshawn Lynch's. I'm, I'm just, just here so I don't get signed. Yep, yeah, that's my You're guy. Just here to the game. I'm just big here to Marshawn Lynch fan here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of good game, uh, Celtics, obviously we talked a little bit earlier about them heading out west. Uh, that'll be fun. Uh, also fun uh, content that you, Miss Quinny A. Lunas, have. What you got? Yes. Yeah, so it is Black History Month. And the 10 questions of NBC 10 Boston series that I've talked about on this podcast a few times, we're revamping it specifically for this month. And the whole purpose is to kind of talk to what I consider future history makers, people that are already making moves in the city of Boston and, and kind of capturing their story a little earlier on than we generally would when it comes to history in general. So the first guest will be Chef Douglas. He is the, the chef and owner at Maida restaurant in the Boston area. It's an Italian restaurant, but it's black owned. And I'm really excited to talk to him. I've actually been to his restaurant, so I know the food's good. I'm excited to hear how he became as good a chef as he is now. Quanta, so you would be keeping that stuff to herself. Yeah, I went to that restaurant and it was really good. Don't <laughs> tell nobody. Why not? Is that free promotion? Should I not Look have out done for that? Your boy. Look out for your boy. I'm saying you should have let me know that spy had food. My bad. I got you next time. You will know in advance. <laughs> what do you have coming up this month, though? Do you have oh. anything you're working on? Oh, uh, we got a couple things uh, on uh, website ashrodblakely.com. We'll we'll have some uh, quarter mark uh, rankings and, and just awards, accolades. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, I have a new endeavor that I'm involved with. Uh, I'm actually going to be covering uh, the NBA for Bleach Report, uh, oh. and so I my first piece will actually be coming out tomorrow morning sometime. Just might um, drop that. Goodness gracious. We're prepared for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Look, looking at uh, just the New York Knicks, who, even though they're, they've kind of hit, hit the bricks a little bit lately, uh, why there is, for once, legitimate hope in Gotham that mm. they can actually do something other than just show up at the NBA lottery every damn year. Uh, so that, that piece will be coming out, and I'll be coming up with at least one or two kind of league-type uh, pieces going forward. Uh, that, and that'll be on the different uh, Bleach Report uh, platforms. And, um, yeah, that's that's kind of it. And as you know, I'll be doing my teaching thing um, yes. at Boston University. Shout out to Boston University. Um, but that's that's kind of it for now. So, yeah. And don't forget, if you are an NBA fan, all-star voting is now underway. The NBA did not pay me to say that, but I would love to see some good NBA all-stars up in there. So if you are compelled, make sure you vote. I'm not going to say for who, though, because I'm bipartisan. <laughs> Vote for the best players that you believe and not the guys whose okay. names you know. Vote right. for the ones you actually see play. Yeah. Uh, so if that dude that you really, really like has played like three games. <laughs> don't do it. Don't Stop being a clown. Don't, do be the, don't be that clown. Don't be, <laughs> do, do not be that clown. Right. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. What else you got, Corny? That's the perfect way to end it. Go vote. Go subscribe to the A-List podcast. As you know, Bet Online AG are the reason why we keep going and keep doing what we do. So visit them at BetOnline underscore AG and take advantage of their bonus, which actually, if you sign up, you get a free account. And the promo code is C 
CLMS50. You'll get 50% off when you sign up and make sure that you tag us when you do. I want to see if you're winning or not so I can be convinced whether or not I should actually start to take betting seriously. Not seriously, but like for myself because I know I'm terrible at it. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> and if you have no other incentive than to simply give Kwani an early yes. birthday present, her birthday is the after Valentine's Day. So give <laughs> Kwani some love with a five-star rating. If you can't come up with any other reason to, uh, show her some love. Period. That's it. Mic drop. Boom. <laughs> it is. And Kwani, another A-list podcast in the books. We did it. We, we did it, Joe. We did it. We did it. And, and a shout out to our guy behind the scenes, Abu. Uh, yeah. who, he's, he's new to the team. Uh, and just, you know, we haven't said much about Actually, we've said nothing about we're Abu. Oh shout out goodness. to our guy, Abu, who's going to be with us, uh, making sure that this thing gets edited and all that fun stuff mm-hmm. throughout, the, throughout the rest of our, our, our time here. And so I uh, want to give him a shout out before we depart. And that being said... Thanks for listening to another edition of the A-List Podcast with H. Rob Blakely and Kwani A. Lunas. Uh, we'll be back next week with more chitty chat and some kiki haha moments and all that good <laughs> stuff because that's what we do. H. Rob Blakely for Kwani A. Lunas. We are out.